All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Powered by Bhim UPI. Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 27th of August. In international news first, China's central bank signaled that it's taking action to support the yuan as trade tensions with the US show no signs of ending soon. The People's Bank of China said late on Friday that starting this month, banks resumed using an adjustment known as a counter-cyclical factor in the daily pricing of the currency against the dollar to counter the bias towards a weaker yuan. Japan's Prime Minister Shinzo Abe launched his bid for a historic third straight term as ruling party president, attempting to put months of scandal behind him and become the country's longest-serving premier. The US and Mexico are poised to resolve their bilateral NAFTA differences as soon as later today, creating an opening for Canada to rejoin talks covering $1.2 trillion in annual trade. And it's going to be a data-heavy week in international markets. Today's main data event will be Chinese industrial profits. Tomorrow in the US, you will see the release of trade data, one of the first updates since tensions flared up with China. Economists predict that the July trade deficit widened. US GDP comes out on Wednesday, followed by jobless claims on Thursday. And finally on Friday, there's Japan joblessness and industrial production and China's official PMI. In news back home, public sector banks are in the process of closing or rationalizing about 70 overseas operations in the ongoing financial year as part of a capital conservation exercise. Anil Ambani resigned as the director of the financially beleaguered Reliance Naval and Engineering on Saturday to comply with the law. The government will soon make it mandatory for unlisted companies to issue new shares only in dematerialized form amid intensified efforts to fight the use of black money. And in a contrarian call, HDFC Standard Life Insurance has said the worst may be over for India's benchmark government bond as the inflation rate has probably peaked. Badrish Kulhali, the head of Fixed income at the insurer said the yield on the 10-year benchmark bond may drop to 7.5% at the end of 2018, a decline of 37 basis points. This is on the assumption that the Reserve Bank of India will maintain a status quo on policy rates for an extended period of time. In international markets, U.S. markets ended higher on Friday with the three key averages rising between half a percent and nine-tenths of a percent. In Asia this morning, the early rises have begun the session positive with the Nikkei in Japan up about 0.4% last I checked. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How's it looking at the start of the week? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Couple of results still left. So Jet Airways and Rights will announce their numbers today. The numbers that came out on Friday post market hours was LIC Housing Finance. NII grew 7%. Net profit grew 18%. NIMS at 2.34% versus 2.52%. Slightly below what we were anticipating. Couple of other stocks to watch out for. Watch out for Bharat Heavy Electrical. They are mulling, passing a special resolution for a share buyback. The AGM will be held on September 19th, so watch out for this counter. Manpasan Beverages has completed setting up of their new manufacturing facility at Varanasi. The Delhi High Court will hear the plea against IDBI stake sale to LIC on August 28th. 
Fortis Healthcare extends the long stop date for acquisition of the entire portfolio of assets of Singapore based RHT Health Trust from September 30th right up to December 31st. Patanjali moves NCLT challenging Ruchi Soya's lender's decision to select Adani Wilmer's offer to take over the debt laden firm. GVK Group has called in for construction of the facilities at the Navi Mumbai airport and that has been reported by the Business Standard. The last date of submission is September 10th. And this is important JK paper. Uh, the work at Orissa plant has been stopped from Saturday due to strike lockout by the contract workers. Orissa is one of the two plants that are operated by the company. In terms of block deals, the big Hexaware block deal happened on Friday. Citigroup as well as Society General were the buyers of the share wherein the promoter sold in 8.4% stake in the company. Couple of corporate actions, Amrutanjan Healthcare and Sequence Scientific, the circuit has been revised to 10% and the Kaveri seed buyback window starts today and will end on September 7th. Hexaware as well as Jet Airways are the counters in the FNO ban. In terms of some brokerages, Aquarius has come out with a report on the diagnostic sector. They have initiated ad on Dr. Lal with a target price of 1100 which means a potential upside of 7% and on Thyrocare with a target price of 714 which means a potential upside of 14%. And finally, Morgan Stanley's come out with a note on the steel sector. Their analysis is that the steel industry has raised flat product prices by 200 a ton and long product prices by anywhere between 1500 to 2000 rupees a ton which so watch out for some of these steel companies in trade today but there's much more you need to know before trading actually starts for that log on to our website bloombergquin.com and click on the all you need to know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade Thanks, Sarshan. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, there's a lot more on the website that you can read ahead of the start of trade. You'll also find all the live market action right here on Bloomberg Quint Live. Thanks so much for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely day and an even better week ahead.